much love. Who will save your soul when it comes to the flowers now? Who will save your soul? After all those lies that you told, it's episode 19, season three of Ravage Love. Hi, Julie. <laughs> Hello, Renee. How are you? <laughs> you know, saving souls. Who's going to do it? Maybe us. Maybe us. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely us this week. So, friends, friends, we are revisiting a theme that we wish we could tell you was vintage. I Ooh, wish I could yeah. tell you that this was a throwback to a different time. I wish we could reminisce about this theme and think, oh my gosh, remember that time, Renee? Early mid-century modern. But it's today. We it are doing, today. what are we doing, Renee? What is our theme this week? COVID cuties. Take two. Shockingly, or maybe not so much now that we're so deep into this podcast, there is <laughs> more than one erotica book on the market about the coronavirus. And we did a corona episode very early into the pandemic, aka very early into our sejour as podcasters. Mm -hmm. But as we see kind of sort of the end of the pandemic in North America anyways, coming our ways, we figured it might be time. It might be time. So here we are, um, and I'm blaming you entirely because you found the (laughs) books that we read this week, and I have thoughts and feelings. (laughs) Um, Call it what it is. It's a three-part series, Julie. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Do you want to give people the lowdown on why we're doing these books? Yeah. Well, we were going to read YA this week, but um, I don't know. YA seemed a lot shorter when I was a YA. Um, Now as an elder millennial middle-aged goth mom, um, it was a lot to sit down and and find the time to read that when my own children were flowers in the attic themselves. So so we decided to put a pin in that and um, come back strong next week with that. And, you know, why don't we just do COVID again. Um, my daughter had a COVID scare this week, so yeah. it's, it's the theme of my week. <laughs> Thankfully, she is COVID-free. Thankfully, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is not a dark, sinister episode. Um, we have nothing but good news. I am just... um, Yeah. <laughs> I have so many feelings about this book. So... We read a trilogy that is my understanding someone like slid into our DMs and told us about. Is that correct? No, no. I just, um, a friend of mine who recommended Bear to us, she got into the show after listening to our COVID cuties after hours episode from last year. And it made me think, I bet there's still, there's got to be more COVID stories. And so when I looked, I found this trilogy and they were short, which was like the winning, the winning combination. It was very short stories. Absolutely. Yeah. So they're not, I mean, they weren't a lot of work uh, or a lot of time, (laughs) but um, so what we did is we actually read all three of the books. We, um, I didn't, I read one and a half out of the three and Renee read (laughs) the other half. So you read the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're all standalone stories though. Yes. So because I finished the third one, I can tell you that they take place in sequence over time. So over the course of two years. So mine's the first, the first part of the story, yours is the second, and I don't know what happens. I hear it's horrifying, but the third um, (laughs) is, is two years in the future. So. Okay. Cause I started reading the third one, which we had planned on both of us reading the third one. And I was think I think so horrified by the second one that I could sense it was going in that direction for the third one. So I quit. Um, so what we're going to do is Renee's going to tell you the first one. I'm going to tell you about the second one. Then we're going to hit up the third one. I'm going to read you the only non-disgusting excerpt from mine. Um, but I'll tell you, it was slim pickings because, oh, Oh my. So Renee, do you want to get us started? Do you want to tell us 
and tell me, frankly, how this shit show began? <laughs> sure. Well, um, our story, the series is called Kissing the Coronavirus, and I read book one. By, uh, yeah, by, by MJ Edwards, who may yeah. be one of several people. <laughs> That's right. They are. We don't know who they are. Um they, the name was attributed to another actually well-known romance author as their pen name, um, but that MJ Edwards didn't write these books and has been very um, adamantly petitioning Goodreads and other sources to not link these books <laughs> to him. So um, these are not uh, the work of, what is it, Robert, Robert Winter's pen name. It's uh, a standalone author. A person who has a lot of ferrets and lives at home with their son, according to what we could find about them. <laughs> or someone like them on the internet. I mean, this person is extremely good at hiding who they really are. So, I mean, this might now be the puzzle of Ravage Love is trying to track down who this person actually is. But they've thrown us off. I'm get the them on our show. Absolutely you will, because if there's anybody who's good at internet sleuthing, it's Renee Cabana Marshall. So I trust that you will get to the bottom of this. But um, sorry, returning to (laughs) book one. Yeah. Take us away. Okay. So the year is 2020. The pandemic has hit the world and scientists are scrambling to figure out how to save everybody. And in a lab in the United States are four doctors, two of whom have died by succumbing to the coronavirus and two remain a Dr. Alexa Ashington Ford and Dr. Gert, Gert, oh, Alexa's talking to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck was in your yeah. house? I was like, I'll call the police, Renee. Don't think I won't. <laughs> That's why I can't watch Shit's Creek with the, with the Alexa's oh. plugged in. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, it's like Alexis, and she's like, I can't, I can't understand you right now. I'm not talking to you. Oh my god, I fucking mm-hmm. love that. That's so funny. Who? <laughs> okay, so now that we know there are burglars in your house, continue. <laughs> um, and then Doctor uh, Gertland Chund, aka Bob. Now, Doctor, I'll call him Doctor. I'll just call him Bob because he insists on being called Bob. Um, Bob is so obsessed with solving this he's he's taken it upon himself like he's we have to do this we have to find um a vaccine against um the coronavirus the world's lives are in our hands alexa on the other hand you know is working hard she she really respects dr bob um but she has been living in this lab for months she is horny af and she really wants to solve this crisis, but she's getting really distracted by how horny she is. Um, and the only thing that's really giving her any thrills these days is the coronavirus, because that's really scary. So she knows we have to stop the coronavirus, but even just like being in the vicinity of a test tube with the virus in it makes her like hot to trot. So she's been living so long without the D that like she's going wild. So she, would really like to fuck Dr. Bob because she really respects him, but he's not her type. He's like shorter than she is and he has a mustache and you know, she, he's not really attractive. Um, but you know, if, if he somehow, you know, grew a beard or became taller and had a big cock that, you know, and made her wet like the coronavirus, um, she could see something happening. So she, Dr. Alexa is not just totally preoccupied with sex because she is trying to solve this crisis. And she knows that by adding a bit more of the virus to the inoculation that they're creating, it'll help uh, people, you know, build the antibodies to fight it themselves. But Dr. Bob is just not listening um, because he's just going mad in this bunker. So she decides one day that she's going to go and add a little bit more of the virus to this inoculation. Um, and she does this and she's like, okay, it's going to work now. It's going to work. So she's talking to Dr. Bob and he's like, did you, um, you know, put those samples away? Did you catalog them? She's like, I did. They were all perfect. And he's like, great. We're going to go ahead and test the serum. And she's like, well, I'll start writing the letters to get permission to that. He's like, no, there's no time. I'm going to test it on myself. And she's like, no, you can't do that. Like 
you know, and she's like, he's like, I look, I didn't tell you this, Alexa, but I, I actually have the virus and, um, I, we, we need to do something. So he pulls out this vial and he stabs himself with it. And, um, he, fa- he faints, he falls to the ground and she's like, shit. Oh no. Like he's going to die. He doesn't die. Julie. Um, he's reborn. He is reborn as a humongous, sexy, green man mm-hmm. he's he becomes the coronavirus and the reason this happened julie like as any good scientist would know is that because he was already infected with the coronavirus when he gave himself the vaccine with the increased amount of coronavirus in it it mutated him he mutated into the coronavirus um and he is dr alexa's dream man and you know he he comforts her in her time of need being that you know her colleague is now forever gone and died um and she just feels really safe with him with the with covid as he's like to be called and um they make love julie they make love and she's never felt as fulfilled and as safe as she does when she's making love to the coronavirus and she realizes that as his love juice what they call it love lotion is spilling out of her onto the lab floor um that she's feeling more than just satisfaction in her pussy she's feeling love maybe for the first time in her life and he feels it too and um that's how the book ends she's found her love in the coronavirus um if she decides to cure it from there i'm not sure but it sounds like from the third book that they did not do that but uh my book was spicy i'm gonna give it um five out of five um accordion masks with little red peppers on them um it was spicy it was consensual it um i mean she had sex with the coronavirus and she was into it and he was kind to her and um yeah it was it was all right but i hear julie that yours maybe wasn't as lovely as mine renee my book was so fucking bad it made me sick to my stomach oh no it was so awful and i just was so angry the whole time i was reading it and the reason why is because i was like fuck you for not you this person for like ruining a good thing which is i've now established the only two people that can write nonsense erotica are wit slorp and chuck tingle and too many people think oh the shtick is that it's like zany weird (laughs) porn and that's what makes it funny and or entertaining and or spicy no this was an insult to the art form i was so profoundly disturbed by this book (laughs) fuck my goddamn fucking life i was so mad so oh renee it's so bad okay so it's called kissing the coronavirus second wave clever Mm -hmm. clever okay um Literally, from the first fucking sentence, it starts with Dr. Kelly Cauldron sitting on the toilet at her office, fucking herself with a hot dog. Okay? She pulled a hot dog out of her lunch thermos and fucks herself with it on the toilet at her workplace. Then you find out that before the pandemic, Dr. Kelly Cauldron was an orthodontist and because they were so desperate for medical professionals to start administering vaccinations she was approached and so you know now it makes sense in the sort of sense of the trilogy of the books right so yours is like we have a coronavirus this is okay now we have a cure we have a vaccine Mm -hmm. we have inoculation so that makes sense in terms of the time Um, but there's inoculations, but they're running out. Like there's, you know, there's so many people that need to be, um, injected and they don't have enough medical professionals. So they approach anyone who works in medicine. So she, even though she was an orthodontist, she's now been tasked with administering vaccines. And while she's on the toilet, fucking herself with a room temperature, like lukewarm hot dog, which truly is the grossest visual. I don't know why, but it just horrifies me. I think this <sighs> hot dog horrify me. As a vegan, I'm like, that's like tails and assholes and ears. Like, it's just so gross. Anyways, um, you find out that 
the reason why Kelly Cauldron is fucking herself with a hot dog wiener is because before the <laughs> pandemic, in the before times, her jam was fixing people's teeth all day and then driving to secluded parks where she would just stick a <laughs> where she would stick her head out the window and treat her car window like a fucking glory hole and she would just drive to a secluded park <laughs> roll out her window stick out her face close her eyes and be like literally like that gif you know the gif of the woman where a bunch of wieners are getting thrown at her face <laughs> with her eyes closed <laughs> yeah I think that gif inspired this fucking book, okay? No! Literally, her jam is sticking her head out the window at secluded parks, like a cruising spot, sticking her head mm -hmm. out the window and just letting dudes, and then, you know, sometimes, like one time, she got three dicks in there, and then another time, the dick was kind of crooked, but she made do, and then sometimes, they would sneak in the other side and finger bang her while someone's anonymous dick was just going in and out of her face. Like, just... Then, as an award-winning published author, I had issues with the continuity in this book because she's in the bathroom fucking herself with a hot dog. And then a neighbor, a fucking colleague comes in and is like, Dr. Kelly, Dr. Kelly. And she's like, oh, sorry, sorry. And then comes out with her lunch bag. And he's like, oh, I didn't realize you were eating in the bathroom. And she was like, oh, I just wanted to, you know, just be away from people. And he's like, okay. But they explicitly say that she takes the hot dog out of herself and puts it back in the thermos, puts it back in her lunch, and leaves the bathroom, okay? But then, wants me to believe that she gets back to her office, starts giving people needles, and then realizes, oh, the hot dog is still inside me. And I'm like, you just told me you took it out, so I'm fucking mad. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm just so mad. <laughs> Plot holes. So anyway, she gets back to her desk and realizes, like, oh, I still have this hot dog inside me. Oh, it's okay. Whatever. It's kind of fun. Um, then she's going through all of these patients, and they're all impatient, and they're, like, you know, annoyed. And she's like, sorry, sorry, I was on my lunch break. And so she's, like, going through all of these cranky patients. Then this hot-ass patient comes in, and she starts gawking at him, and she's, like, thirsty, and then she gives him the vaccine and then he jokingly discloses to her that he got another vaccine two weeks prior. And she's like, dude, you can't do that. And he's like, I just figured like it couldn't hurt to be as like, you know, vaxxed up as possible. Truly the antithesis of an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> too keen, too keen with the vaccines. Then moments later, after he discloses this, he goes full Hulk. He just hulks the fuck out, grows to... To be precise, 175% bigger than what he was. I don't know why we felt the need to use that specificity, but here we are. With a big old monster cock. And he is bright blue with a big old cock. And she's like, ah, freaked out, but also like, damn, look at that veiny blue cock. And then she's like, oh my God, are you okay? And he's like, my name is Cure. And I was like, fucking kill me. So then she's like, can I suck your big old dick? And he's like, yeah. So then they start banging. And then he starts to go down on her. What do you think happens next, Renee? I don't what know, do you Julie. Think? He eats get... the hot dog out of her <laughs> pussy. revolted with this can you see why i was not willing to continue so she goes he goes is there something inside you and she's like oh my god i'm so embarrassed i forgot it's a hot dog and he's like nom, 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 and eats this hot dog out of her pussy i mean i was literally gagging i was like this is gross then bang 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 on the door door swings open big bulking green man comes in and who is he the coronavirus. Oh so then God. they look like they're about to fight. They go toe to toe and she's like, oh no, oh no. And then they start making out. <laughs> the cure no. and the coronavirus start making out. <laughs> then they have a big old threesome. 
And it ends with them. She just like takes Jizz to the face, Jizz inside her, just covered in jizzy, jizzy juice. And then they all just flop on the floor and are like, oh my goodness. The end. This book was a hate crime. <laughs> I feel. <laughs> I feel. Oh, I, I'm not even rating it. It gets zero out of zero spicy sausage. Like, gr- you, you fuck. Literally, the first sentence is like, she was fucking herself with a hot dog waiter. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I was kind of hoping that book one would have some sort of explanation as to why she was doing that, but clearly there was none. Um,. It grossed me the fuck out. So when I started reading book three, as I was, you know, assigned and was going to do, and it seemed like it could be even remotely gross, I was like, I can't, I cannot stomach this. Like the level of description, like when she was fucking herself with the hot dog, it's like she was, oh my God, I can't even say it's so gross. It was like, (laughs) she was creaming on it like mayonnaise. Like it was just fucking disgusting. Uh, It was gross. And it was literally, if I had to provide a visual, it would be that gif of a woman just getting a bunch of hot dogs thrown out of her face. Like, that's what this whole thing felt like. I was disgusted. And now I pass the mic back over to you to tell me how this gong show ends. Um, you know, here's what I do want to mention, Julie, is that um, hot dogs were referred to in my book, my first book as well. Um, not that she had them, but that she missed having a hot dog in her bun. So maybe, but you know what? I wasn't looking for the hot dog theme in the third book, but there may have been mention of hot dog then. Um, (laughs) how far did you get in the third book? Oh, uh, (laughs) yeah. 27% according to your Kindle. Um, so just, oh God, hit us, hit us. Just do it. Just do it. Okay. So, uh, two years in the future. Dr. Amy Aminson? Aminston? Oh, Dr. Amy Amison. Yes, because yes. we're, we're working with <laughs> extremely creative people here. <laughs> um, she's a microbiologist and she, um, I'm going to just say she's pansexual. Um, she has no, she just likes genitals. That's what it says. She loves genitals. She doesn't care who they belong to. She just loves them in her face, on her body. She wants genitals all the time, but as a microbiologist, she's not, you know, she's not dumb to the fact that they're living in a pandemic and they've had wave after wave every few months of new things. So she's on her way, or I guess she's home from a conference in Finland and she is recalling like the best sex she's had in a very, very long time. And it actually didn't happen at the pandemic, which is typically like, you know, a sausage fest, like everybody's fucking at these conferences um it happened on an airplane and so there's this new strain of the virus it's called the d1k strain known as the dick virus the dick strain of the coronavirus and um that's why there was no smashing uglies at this conference because um of this new strain and it's it's completely resistant to um the vaccine so she was feeling sad and horny on her way home, but the uh, one of the stewardesses um, noticed her, and she noticed her back, and they get it on in a teeny tiny little bathroom on the plane. Um, they make a point to say that she's a French woman, um, and her email is like busty French lady sixty nine or something. That's really funny. Uh, so they get it on. It's lovely. It's great. It's a good time. She's back in her lab um, after the flight and she gets a text saying, oh, your coronavirus test came back and you're positive. And she's like, fuck, because um, she's worried that it could be the D-I, uh, the D5K or D, the D1K strain and she's panicking. So she's at her, at her lab. So she decides to run down to this other room in the lab that has like a machine that can test what kind of strain you have of the virus. And she's, you know, she wants to get it done before the, everybody else at the lab shows up because she doesn't want to be responsible for bringing that strain into America. So she's like, do I need to hide? What do I got to do? She has to find out. 
So she finds out she actually doesn't have the D1K strain. So she's like, oh, thank God. She has another one called the V4NG1K strain I'm, I'm trying to remember it i didn't write it down um the vagina strain she has the vagina strain oh, so she emails her her lover her french lover and um says oh you know i'm please isolate yourself i i have this new strain i don't know what it means and she writes her back and she says well i have the d1k strain so she's thinking oh my god what does that mean and before she can really put any thought into it, she starts to feel really sick and she's like, oh shit. And her body is sore and raw and she is horny. So she's trying to run away and like get out of this building. But then she realizes she's not even in control of her body anymore. Um, and as she's running, she runs into the like lusty um, lab intern who I believe she's gotten busy with before. Um, but then she starts hulking out, but like red Hulk, she's like red hulking out. Um, and she starts to turn into a sexual Hulk maniac and um, the intern can't resist. And so they smash it out. They scissor right on the floor and they get their juices everywhere and it's a really, really good time and it's super consensual and they're just like coming nonstop. And, uh, that's, yeah, she becomes the new, the vagina strain and that's how it ends. So there were no hot dogs. There, it wasn't, <laughs> you know, it, I, yeah, it wasn't what you read. It was okay. Um, you know, it was spicy too. What can I say? Like it was spicy, but I was distracted because the whole time I was like, why did Julie stop reading at 27%? <laughs> like what happened? Um, yeah, it was fine. So like every, okay, listen, kissing the coronavirus book one, kissing the coronavirus book three mutated strain. They're good. You guys can read them. They're spicy. They're short. They're consensual. Um, I don't know why things took a weird... It's like the Mission Impossible series where they're all great except the second one is inexplicably weird. It was made by John Woo. Goes in a completely different direction. Do not recommend. (laughs) That's maybe this. I'm not sure. Um, But holy bananas, those one and two were... One and three were completely different than the one I had read. (laughs) God damn it. You know what's so funny? I'm shook. I'm shook by that, honestly. Well, when I was reading the first one... I started taking pictures of my pages to send to Wit Slorp because I wanted to be like, this was so funny. You should check it out. No. And and now you're like, nobody can do it better than these two people. And I was just like, oh my gosh. But what I do want to say, Julie, is that um, I found out that MJ Edwards wrote a book of poetry. And which one? Like the proper MJ Edwards? Our ours the one okay. that we were reading okay. the coronavirus kisser the hot dog lover um and it's called i fucking hate zoom quizzes a collection of poems about covid19 the year 2020 and beyond um and there's um a foreword uh, from her son at the beginning um and so i'm just gonna read it to you really fast because I, if it's true then it True. It's introduction by Richard Edwards. What can I say about my mom? She's passionate, creative, and she loves her new venture as a writer. Yes, she may have written three interesting books, but you cannot deny the fact that she pours love and energy into those stories like no author I know. I know too. Since my father left her for Aunt Diane and they moved to the Isle of Wight, taking mom's Ferris with them, but that's a story for another time. She has spent time with me in my home with my wife and children, continuing to put pen to paper, but mainly a keyboard to entertain the people who have uh, bought, rented, and most importantly, read her books. Whilst I find the erotica she writes frustrating, one of her first ventures into the literary world was via writing poetry. Some of it is excellent. Some of it is different, but it's all worth a read. That's why I encourage her to put together the poems she's written over the past year and a half and share them with you all. The collection you are about to read is raw with emotion and outpouring of love, lust, mom, I'm not comfortable saying that, to be honest, hurt and hatred. Mom loves what she does. 
Uh, she loves that people share her work in YouTube videos, TikToks, Twitter posts, and every other social media platform where people have shared her stories. She loves the outpouring of feedback, both the good and the not so good. And she loves that people are enjoying what she does. Keep it at it, mom. Keep making people smile. Mom, don't put this bit in my intro, but you should def, you, but you def should edit out the poem about the pizza place because it's a bit too bloody weird even for you. Okay. I'll give you a ring later. And she left that in. And the very first poem is called 2020. And it just says, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And it goes on like that. And then there's this next one's called Rage, Fire, and War. And at the end, it says, note by author MJ Edwards. Just to be clear, this is about the Australian wildfires and the U.S. bombing Iraq in January. And then, like, it goes on. And she has one called, like, Black Lives Matter. And it's how, like, when she first heard that, she um, first thought, well, don't all lives matter? But then she realized that she once gave money to save the rainforest, but didn't think that all forests or don't all forests matter. And then she didn't think about the first thing anymore. Anyway, like, listen, I want to know this person. <laughs> I want to know their story. I want to know where they're from. My book in the first book says she's in Surrey. I mean, like Surrey, BC, but isn't there a Surrey in Australia? I was going to say there's definitely a Surrey in the UK because a lot of okay. can Canadian city names come from other Commonwealth countries. So Right. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I assume that they're in the UK, um, but the books are set in America and there's a lot no, of their books are set America. in my fucking nightmares, Renee. Listen. <laughs> Look, I just went and looked at my notes and I literally had like Kissing the Corona, Mutant Strain. Then I had Amy... Dr. Amy Amison is a horny microbiologist. Second point, recently had a good fuck and then tested positive. Third point, in bold caps, I wrote, I fucking cannot. <laughs> and then I just stopped reading. I just was like, nope, nope, I can't. Because I just thought it was going to go down a filthy wiener direction. And I just, I can't. I can't, Renee. I can't. I'm um, sorry that you had to take one for the team this week, Julie. Um you know what? Really we are sorry. two pieces of a puzzle together. So it's okay. It's okay. okay. I did my part. <laughs> Thank Do you. Do you want, um, can I just get it over with and read you my weird part so you can end with the part yeah. that's not so terrible? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <sighs> Thank you. You're a cherub. Okay. So this <laughs> is the part where Dr. Kelly has, is about to meet this smoking hot man. So she just finished, um, you know, dealing with a couple cranky patients and all of a sudden this beautiful man comes in. Um, she goes, hi, um, hey, mm, hi, she said. Hello, said Bill Johnso in a voice so smooth, Dr. Kelly almost slipped over. How are you? A little tired. Okay, in the past 78 hours, have you displayed any symptoms of COVID-19? No. Okay, that's nice. Like, what the fuck? Why would you say, okay, that's nice. Anyways, where would you like me? He asked. Dr. Kelly giggled to herself in her head, but of course she kept her composure because she was very professional. There's a lot of places I would like you, she thought. Why don't you hop up on the bed, she suggested. Yes, he said, and then he hopped up on the bed. He then laid down, facing up, and Dr. Kelly couldn't stop herself from gawping at his package. So I think they meant gawking, but it's spelled with a P. <laughs> <laughs> it was huge like he had illegally tried to smuggle a plantain through airport customs <laughs> really big dr uh, kelly felt the hot dog shift inside her <laughs> her mind wandered but there was nothing she could do she had a duty to the queen dr kelly took a vial of vaccine from the fridge it was cool like a slither of neptune right there in the palm of her hand icy blue so much so it was almost like it had an aura of its own so grand so majestic <laughs> after all it had to be if it was going to destroy covid once and for all dr kelly took a needle and filled it with the scientific marvel her arm accidentally brushed against her swishing breasts did he just look perhaps it was wishful thinking Dr. Kelly zoomed herself on her chair across the room and rested her arm gently on Bill Johnso's arm. She wondered, with biceps that grandiose, would she even be able to give him the vaccine at all? She had to try. <laughs> this is going to scratch, she said as she pushed the needle into Bill Johnso's arm. She pushed the top of the needle and the vaccine disappeared inside his body. As if on cue, Bill Johnso shuddered. And then he turns into a big old thing. Um... <laughs> 
Now I'm going to read you. So what we've discovered is that whoever the hell MJ Edwards is, they've found a really great way to throw us off the scent. So I'm going to read you what book two claims is the story of MJ Edwards. Okay. So MJ Edwards has fallen lovingly into the role of titillation expert. Thanks to the response given to her debut book, Kissing the Coronavirus. She now is a part-time writer and part-time keyboardist in her local church band. Due to her husband's infidelity, MJ Edwards currently finds herself single and living with her grown son, Richard, who is only partly supportive of her latest career choice. Follow her on Twitter at MJ Edwards author. Yeah. So what do you got, Renee? Okay. Well, I'm going to read the very beginning of my story and then I'll read you the end of what mine says after. So she was supposed to cure the coronavirus. Instead, she fell in love with it. Here we go. Dr. Alexa Ashington Ford stared at the test tube between her fingers, her perfect pink manicured nails clashing with the pale, bubbling liquid inside. She recognized the power she had in her grip, the virus which had claimed so many lives and which made her heart beat furiously like a wild tiger thrashing in its cage, the coronavirus. Despite the devastation the virus was causing across the globe, Alexa felt a rush of excitement every time she picked up the corona sample like a pulsating erect penis, desperate to unleash its devastation on anyone who touched it. It had been so long since Alexa had been with a man that the virus was the only thing she could get near to, which gave her any sort of thrill. The tickle in her knickers... (laughs) Hold on. The tickle in her knickers when she worked with the sample was the only sexual release she had experienced since the virus had unleashed hell and taken its hold on the world. And now she held it in her hand, gripped it tight. She bit her lip. Imagine what she could do with it. She rubbed her hand over her breast, her nipple hardening like a tic-tac. Imagine how she would feel if she touched herself with it. Sorry, my kid was behind me for a second. Uh, Pretty great, Alexa thought. Pretty great indeed, Alexa lowered the test tube and unbuttoned the bottom two poppers of her lab coat. Pop, pop. (laughs) Alexa! Alexa, you're making it weird. (laughs) In the back of my mind, I'm like, is it going to happen? And then just as I thought that, it was like, (laughs) I can't hear you. Fuck, that's funny. That will never not be funny to me. Okay. (laughs) Uh, She just... She took she took the test tube and shook it. The bubbling, creamy liquid sloshed against the inside of the tube. It fizzed up and Alexa <laughs> swore she could feel the glass expanding, swelling up and down as she shook the tube. A shock of electricity coursed through her veins, eventually stopping as it reached her vagina. It was like she'd sat on a battery. Everything tingled and it felt good. But Alexa knew it could feel better, much better. Alexa pulled down her lab pants and pulled her panties to the side. (coughs) Her pussy so wet that the lace glided across her skin like a fat man on a water slide. She lowered the test tube. As the the COVID-19 sample got closer to her, she felt the rush, an intense burst uh, from within like an entire firework display going off at once. She twisted the test tube in her grip ready to push it inside. She'd done this with so many men who didn't know how to control their own flailing cocks like they'd had minds of their own and required guidance. Alexa tightened her grip on the tube. She imagined it had veins pumping blood to keep it hard for her. She thought about the power. She touched the test tube to her wet lips. Dr. Ashington Ford, would you mind cataloging these new test samples? Shit. Alexa hadn't realized that her boss, Dr. Girdley Chund, had walked back into the lab. Thankfully, her back had been to the door or else Dr. Girdley Chund would have seen everything. And that kind of gave Alexa a little rush, too. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny to me. And I just I, I truly cannot get over how not disgusting <laughs> your book is. No, it was like it's zany, weird and shit, but like it's not gross. Like, Renee, mine was so <laughs> gross. Here's OK. Here's what mine says about the author and this is really neat how they're doing it because the 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 about the author is chronicling this like marriage dissolution that she may may or may not exist and then the poetry book is playing this too so it's like a story within a story it's hilarious so during the coronavirus pandemic of 2020 mj edwards turned her hand to writing combining the two biggest parts of her life at that moment the virus and sex she hopes that you enjoy this book any similarities to real 
life situations are purely coincidental. She lives in Surrey with her husband and 19 ferrets. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last one, which at this point, her marriage is over. (laughs) Right? It's clear. It's clear. (laughs) It says... MJ Edwards is a writer, board game enthusiast, and trainee ex- exhibitionist. Kissing the coronavirus 3, the mutant strain, came to her in a fever dream after accidentally dropping some of her ferrets worm medication in her glass of rosé. She's currently on the dating app Tinder looking for the next love of her life. Despite three awkward dates, a one-night stand, and a man who spoke through sock puppets, she is yet to give up hope. For now, her love li- her- for now, her love for writing will do. And then it says where you can follow her on Twitter. Um, I'm gonna find this person and I Yeah, and then ask them why they wrote and I found the quote in and out the hot dog went her creamy pussy juices coating the hot dog like mayonnaise. Ask a question about that. That's fucking disturbing. Or as they pumped her gob full of pre-children with their moans and groans and their fists creating thunderclaps as they pounded the roof of the car, it would all come together to produce a crescendo in her undergarments that simply couldn't be recreated anywhere else. Oh my god. You know what? Your book makes me want a hot dog real bad. Or the time she took three cocks in her mouth at once and accidentally dislocated her jaw. Like... (laughs) No, Renee. You're gonna find MJ Edwards and you're gonna say I have questions that need answers. MJ Edwards books are like the 4th of July. (laughs) In that? It makes me want a hot dog real bad. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) The worst! I, you know what i set it up i set it up and you knocked it out of the park i love that this week i got off so nicely i didn't have to read any hot but hey did you have like the urban legend of like a girl in your school got a hot dog lost in her pussy because every school i went to there was some girl at some time who masturbated with a frozen hot dog and it broke off in her pussy and oh no that um that that legend did not make its way to northern ontario where i was there was none of that i think we were still stuck on the richard gear has a gerbil in his ass or something like i think that's the only thing we really cared about oh. yeah no i definitely never heard anything about anyone fucking yeah, a hot and, dog and i feel like maybe i even saw it like on a tv show once where that actually they made a character have that happen but that's all i could think of was i was like this is an urban legend like this <laughs> no. and like a hook hand like it's all yeah. i can think of is that gif that's it that's all i can think of oh yeah it's perfect it's per- literally you know i think the inspiration it was her muse <laughs> this is a well curated trilogy and oh. um i mean it's very off. clever and there's little easter eggs and stuff like and like yeah like the author's notes get like happy cheated on divorce like it's very clever yeah but i just was like fuck, why did I get stuck with the gross one when I'm the one who gets skeezed out so easily? Meanwhile, you're a mom who's like seen and dealt with so much gross shit in your life that you're way more unfazed than I am. Yeah, I I'm just a tender hearted baby. <laughs> Listen, I actually had a conversation with one of our mutual friends and listener on the show this week about uh, processed meat and how they are vegetarian or vegan now. So they miss like bologna and hot dogs and stuff from their childhood, but that the veggie versions are great. Um, and I'll take buttholes. Give me pig buttholes. Give me pig buttholes every day of the week. I want a Schneider's wiener in a bun with some relish like every day of the week, please. And thank See, you. I can't, I can't now sausage. Like no. fuck me up with this. Like I love sausage on a bun. A barbecued sausage is divine. But I never really gave too much of a shit about hot dogs. I think it's also because, okay, growing up, how did you eat? How were hot dogs prepared in your home growing up? Boiled or barbecued? Yeah, see, my mom boiled them. And then we had this, like, um, what? it's like, it was made for dumplings. So it was like this bamboo thing that you would make for dumplings. So she would boil the hot dogs and then she would put the dumpling thing on top and it would steam the bun with the hot dog water and then we would eat steamed hot dogs or boiled hot dogs gross so gross like so gross that's only oh no 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 that's how you make a fucking montreal hot dog you gotta (laughs) steam the buns that's gourmet 
No, I mean, steamed buns I can handle, but, but like, I just can't. Now, like I said, sausage, like street meat. Oh, fuck me up. Like even now, um, I can't eat any of that stuff, obviously. But like, if I walk by like street meat anywhere, I'm like, it brings me back. Like, I'm like, fuck what I wouldn't give to go over there and like Mm. get, you know, like some good, but again, sausage. You're too, you would choose a hot dog over sausage? Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't like sausages. Yeah. I don't know. Why? Is it the casing? Like the, the it's, snap? It's the casing. It's like what's inside of it. Like I like <laughs> literally everything. <laughs> yeah. It's like I want something just really processed. Like when they showed that video about how chicken nuggets are made, that didn't gross me out. I was like, yeah, well, they got to bleach it to get the pink out of the boot. Like, I don't <laughs> like. Yeah, give me oh, white. Gross. Like I want my meat to be put through a blender, and then made into a shape, and then painted to look the way meat should look on TV. Like that's what I want. So, like I'll take a hot dog, it, and like they have those like top dogs, which are supposed to be like healthier. No, no, they're gross. I don't. No, I want, <clears throat> I want like a no name Walmart <laughs> little hot dog in the big pack gonna boil it and i'm gonna eat it in a wonder bread bun with some ketchup and relish and that is a good meal and i i don't want to fuck it but uh, i would eat it Ten- actually my daughter eats a hot dog in her lunch every single day practically because it's like the only thing she'll eat so oh, man are you like a mm, renee this my what her friendship my, what are you a hot dogs in your kd kind of person i so here okay i I used to really like that. My kids really like it. As a mother, it's like a very sal- like fail-safe meal. They've changed craft dinner so much that you can't cook it anymore. It's just like the the noodles fall apart and it doesn't taste the same and it's gross now. It has no flavor. So um I don't put hot dogs in KD anymore because I don't make KD, but I did discover Annie's this year. And like Ooh, Annie's is oh, pretty good. It is incredible and i can't believe i'm glad i waited my whole life to try it because i appreciate it more as an adult um because it is outstanding but yeah i'll put hot dogs in it my kids like it i don't really like hot dogs and my macaroni i want to just have the mac and cheese yeah like when i was a kid i ate hot dogs but i definitely and i this is the thing i ate hot dogs i love ketchup mm-hmm. i love kd did not fuck with them together like, no, hey. cannot have hot dogs in my craft dinner. No, thank you. Don't put ketchup on my craft dinner. No, thank you. And, like, you know me. I put craft dinner. Or, sorry, I put ketchup on everything. I fucking love ketchup. Yeah. No, KD, like, mac and cheese, just fucking let it be mac and cheese. And my mom is, like, was bougie because she was really into the white cheddar mac and cheese. Oh, that's, like, a special night alone. You and, like, a, a glass of wine and some PC uh, white cheddar mac and cheese. Like that's a treat. That's yeah. A treat and I, I think if I could have it now again, I can't cause I'm deathly allergic to dairy now, but I think if I could have it now, like you said, I would appreciate it. But when I was a kid, I was like, no, I want neon orange craft dinner or nothing at all. Um, yeah. So, you know, now I regret that cause I can't have any of it, but. Oh my God. I would do ugly, ugly things to get some Katie from when we were kids. Cause it's, I did not know I, that they'd changed the recipe. Cause again, I haven't oh, had awful. it in so long. Yeah. It's awful. It's awful. Actually, my kids hate when I make Katie, so I don't anymore. Um, if you buy the like microwave cups, they still taste pretty similar, but, um, the old Bryn, box is not the same. No, wow. it's, it's awful. Bryn, Bryn used to be able to make it in a microwave and it was like a delicacy was outstanding it was so good and he told me that now with the formula change when he tries to make it in the microwave it turns into a log like it's just a slushy log it's not even yeah it's awful so um i would happily become a spokesperson for annie's mac and cheese i'm a big (laughs) fan um it's so good it's so good well me up it's good sponsor the show sponsor the show yeah and yeah, Julie, you know, some people just want to put hot dogs in their pussies. Like, why are we don't yuck on people's yums? That's on the their thing. Show. I don't like to yuck on people's yums, but this like made me physically ill. It was like your Easter story where the woman yeah, was like the eating the eggs that popped out of her pussy. Like, I can't. Fair. Uh, Fair. That's the level it was at for me. So um, we're taking a real yeah. hard right for next week because mm-hmm. we are reading books 
that we read as children. Um, and I, for one, am dying to revisit these books as a grown ass woman who now no longer eats hot dogs or mac and cheese um, and has feminist analysis to understand what the shit it was I was reading as a child. So mm-hmm. next week won't be gross in that sense. I mean, uh, it's gross. It's going to be gross yourself. in a different way. <laughs> um but yes very excited for next week i'm glad we did another coronavirus episode because it does it needed to be done frankly i mean Mm -hmm. never in a million years when we did episode one did we think that we would be here a year and plus later but on the positive side i also never would have thought a year or so ago that we would be vaccinated and i'm double vaxxed so like i'm bummed that the pandemic is still happening But I'm really glad to be reading a book about the coronavirus, a thing that, you know, is very likely not to ever harm me ever ever again. I'll take that win. Yes. Right? That's that's a really positive spin. Good. Thank you. Thanks, You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, Yeah. So thanks for listening, folks. Um, Continue to send us your suggestions, your thoughts Mm -hmm. and feelings through Twitter and Instagram. Um, if there's other wacky authors that you think we should read, themes that you think we should um, explore, uh, let us know what it is that you're thirsty for. We will get it for you. We will make it happen. Um, and also, Renee runs our Instagram, and it's one of the funniest Instagram accounts you'll ever follow. So go and check it out. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. And we also post all the covers of the books, which oftentimes are... I mean, spectacular or spectacularly bad. So it's worth checking out either way. Either um, way. So yeah, so follow Dr- Rubbish Love on Twitter and on Instagram. Thank you. That's great. Oh, well, I, you know what? Pepper is growling at the window, but it's probably because she wants a hot dog. So we're going to wrap it up here. <laughs> Julie, Julie Lalonde, my angel. Mm-hmm. I will always eat the hot dogs for you. So you Thank don't you have to. so much. You're so Hello. benevolent. Thank you so much. I I would do anything for you, and eating hot dogs is like so low um, <laughs> of the things that I would do for you. So that said, would you do me a favor? Would you mm-hmm. would you sing us out? I absolutely would. Oh, I love you so much. <clears throat> Ravage love, ravage love. Bye bye. Artwork for the podcast was created by Karen McKnight. Special thanks to Press Start to Join for production assistance. For gaming and tech news, search Press Start to Join or on social media at PS the number two J Show. Connect with us online at Ravage Love on Instagram and by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.